Joe E. Brown is a circus acrobat, almost plays pro baseball, keeps his comedy clean, entertains the troops, and marries his wife three times. It's my birthday tribute to Joe E. Brown. Thank you for listening to Vanguard of Hollywood. I'm Shannon Allen. I'm interrupting my Paul Newman series to celebrate the July 28th birthday of Joe E. Brown. If the name is not familiar to you, the face probably is. Today, Joe is best remembered for his flawless performance as Osgood Fielding III in the 1959 classic, Some Like It Hot. Joe E. Brown was one of the best-loved comedians of the 1930s and 1940s. At the prime of his career, Joe commanded upwards of $100,000 per film. That's about $2 million per film today. You don't earn that kind of money without being incredibly popular with audiences and incredibly good at what you do. In complete honesty, I never had a great desire to research the life of Joey Brown until he was named Turner Classic Movies' Star of the Month in March of 2020. Ever since, I've had the greatest respect for this exceptional man. Joey Brown literally did not have a mean bone in his body. Joe's kindness and decency were legendary in his day. We're talking Jimmy Stewart nice guy status. When you're that nice and still become a mega success in Hollywood, you deserve to be remembered. Here are a few things about Joe E. Brown you didn't know. My first Joe E. Brown fact, he was an acrobat. Joe E. Brown was born in 1891 and grew up during the heyday of the circus. From the moment he saw a poster advertising the big top, Joe knew he wanted to be an acrobat. And as one of seven children in a loving but very impoverished family, at the tender age of 10, Joe also knew he wanted to contribute to the family finances. So he ran away from home to join the circus. Well, not exactly. It was actually just the opposite. Joe had his parents' blessing to leave home and become an acrobat. As Joe himself later joked, he was, quote, probably the only performer in the history of the business who didn't run away from home to join the circus." Joe became a member of the Marvelous Ashtons, an acrobat troupe that traveled across the country performing in various circuses. During his circus years, Joe was one of the first performers to execute the passing somersault, that trick where two acrobats are thrown into the air and flip while passing each other midair before being caught by their partners on the ground. The trick inspired the song, The Daring Young Man on the Flying Trapeze. Young Joey Brown was that daring young man flying through the air. My next fact about Joe, he knew his face was unique. Joe once said that, quote, the only thing I ever could do was make people laugh. And I can only take second billing for that talent. Nature met me more than halfway when it threw a handful of features together and called it a face. Unquote. Joey Brown's face is memorable, 
unique in its composition of features that were destined to make him one of the most beloved comedians of his era. Though his unique looks would literally be gold to Joe in his later career, as a kid, the day he realized his face was, in Joe's own words, funny to others, was a hard one. A man in a bar where seven-year-old Joe sold newspapers made a cruel remark about Joe's face, and quote, It was the first time I realized that my face could be considered funny. The knowledge did not please me. It never has since, though I've grown accustomed to living with it. I even got so I didn't mind the press agents who wrote glowingly about my homeliness, or the makeup artists who made it worse by widening my generous kisser. I even grew to like it when it was bringing me over $300,000 a year and the greater reward of millions of laughs." Unquote. It's admirable that Joe decided to use what nature gave him to full advantage. Joe recognized the strengths of his unconventional features and, rather than lament the fact that he didn't look like Clark Gable, Joe capitalized on his uniqueness. One of my favorite Joey Brown facts is that he would not tell dirty jokes. After Joe's circus years, he moved his acrobatic skills to the vaudeville circuit. It was Frank Prevost, his partner and mentor at the time, who first encouraged Joe to explore his natural flair for comedy. Joe trusted Frank's judgment and soon honed his comedy skills in burlesque and vaudeville. No matter the show or venue he appeared in, Joey Brown held a steadfast rule with his brand of comedy. It would be clean. From his earliest days as a comedian to the end of his career, Joe kept his routines appropriate for all audiences. The standard by which Joe judged his material was how comfortable he would be if his mother were in the audience. If he'd feel ashamed telling a certain joke in front of his mother, then Joe decided it didn't belong in his shows. Joe was a firm believer that comedians, quote, didn't have to stoop to dirty stories to hold an audience, unquote. In his autobiography, Joe summed up his convictions about clean humor, quote, if somebody isn't around to pass out new material, jokes deteriorate. Like everything else that's used too much, jokes get dirty. And when the jokes get dirty, everything else gets dirty. That's why I took my job so seriously, because with everything else I believe, I have faith that people honestly prefer clean things." Unquote. Dirty jokes, no matter how unfunny, can produce laughs out of sheer audience discomfort. It takes a more skilled comedian to make an audience laugh without resorting to such tricks. It may have required more thought and craftsmanship to keep his humor clean, but to Joey Brown, it was worth it. The fact that Joe remained consistent with his clean humor convictions throughout his career makes his comedy standards all the more admirable. Another Joey Brown fact? He played semi-pro baseball. Before he made it big in Hollywood, Joey Brown supplemented his performing income by playing semi-pro baseball in the summers. Despite his undeniable talent, Joe was always modest about his baseball abilities. Quote, Unfortunately, once I became a star, the publicity department at Warner Brothers kept building up my past as a baseball player until I was one of the all-time greats of baseball. I've been trying to live up to it ever since. 
I've stood alongside some of the greatest ballplayers in the world and heard them say, this fellow is a ballplayer. Of course, I don't know just how they meant that, what reading they gave it. Maybe they said, this fellow is a ballplayer? Unquote. His modesty aside, Joe must have been pretty good, for in 1920, Red Sox manager Ed Marrow asked Joe to sign a contract to play with the team. Joe turned down the offer because, by that stage of his career, show business was paying better than baseball. But baseball remained a great passion. Joe later played baseball players in some of his best films, including 1933's Elmer the Great and 1935's Alibi Ike. My next Joey Brown fact? He married the same woman three times. Joey Brown is one of those rare Hollywood stars who only married once. Or, more accurately, he only had one wife, whom he married three times. Joe met his future wife, Catherine, at age 21. As Joe recounted of falling for Catherine, quote, It's a strange commentary on the long years I've spent in the theater, constantly surrounded by women, some of them beautiful, many of them alluring, and all of them sophisticated, that the only serious romance of my life was with a girl who had nothing to do with show business, the girl I eventually married." Unquote. Catherine was the first and only woman Joe ever loved. When the Browns first married, a city hall wedding was all Joe could afford. But he promised Catherine a grand church wedding and honeymoon in the future, when they could afford it. Joe kept his promise. On their 25th wedding anniversary, the Browns married each other again, this time in a church with their four children and daughter-in-law present. The Browns married each other a third time after Catherine became a devout Catholic. As Joe proudly shares in his autobiography, quote, it's my happy boast that we're the only married couple I know who've been married three times to each other without ever having a divorce." Unquote. A little-known Joe E. Brown fact, his first Hollywood films were dramas. Joey e. Brown would one day make $100,000 a film on his comedy pictures. But after years of trying to make the transition from Broadway comedy shows to movies, the first six films Joe made in Hollywood were dramas. And he died in five of them. Although he enjoyed branching out into serious roles, when Joe could afford to be more choosy with his films, quote, I began to turn down roles that were strictly dramatic. I felt like a great actor when I could make people cry, but I got an even greater thrill out of making them laugh. Unquote. Another admirable Joey Brown fact? He was awarded the Bronze Star. Many are aware of Bob Hope's admirable contributions to the World War II effort. Hope's time spent abroad entertaining the troops is legendary. But Joey Brown did it first. At 50 years old when the U.S. entered World War II, Joe was too old to enlist. But he still wanted to do his part in the war effort. Joe soon realized that the best way he could do this was by lifting the morale of the troops through humor. And so he began performing his comedy routines for servicemen around the world. 
Joe was the first performer to entertain U.S. troops in the South Pacific. He was so dedicated to bringing humor to these, in Joe's own words, comedy-starved audiences that he even performed by electric torchlights in areas where brighter lighting was prohibited because of proximity to enemy lines. His willingness to go anywhere to entertain was not lost on the servicemen, who were flabbergasted that anyone, let alone one of Hollywood's top comedians, would choose to come perform for them when he didn't have to. If evidence is needed that Joe successfully boosted troop morale, consider this. Joe's appearances in Alaska resulted in an 85% increase in outgoing mail from servicemen. As Joe shared in his autobiography, quote, The lads had something to write home about, and they certainly wrote. Years later, I continued to get letters from mothers of those boys who wanted to thank me for that bit of entertaining. God bless you for what you did for my boy, they said over and over. Unquote. Joe was even more motivated to provide humor to the troops after losing his eldest son, Don, in the war. All in all, Joe traveled 200,000 miles over the war years, performing in the South Pacific, India, China, the Near East, Africa, Italy, and Australia. Joe even broke a few military regulations by participating in a tank attack, an infantry engagement, 11 bombing raids, and by taking one prisoner. Joey Brown became one of two civilians awarded the Bronze Star for his bravery and contributions to World War II. It's important to note that Joe's contributions to the conflict in Europe actually began before the official outbreak of World War II on September 1, 1939. Not much has been written about Joey Brown, and of the little that's out there, no source gives much information, not even Joe's autobiography, about his admirable testimony to the House Immigration Committee in 1939. I want to take a moment to highlight Joe's amazing words to the committee. On February 9, 1939, just months before Nazi Germany invaded Poland on September 1, 1939, the Wagner-Rogers Bill was presented in the U.S. House and Senate. If passed, the bill would allow an additional 20,000 German refugee children to be admitted to the U.S. over a two-year period. Despite the support of First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt, the Wagner-Rogers bill was not popular with the general public. A poll taken just one month before the bill proposal showed that only 26% of respondents supported the idea of bringing additional German refugee children into the U.S., while 67% were against it, arguing the admittance would decrease the amount of jobs available to Americans. Opponents of the bill also argued that it would be seen as a political move by the rest of the world, as most of the children would undoubtedly be Jewish German refugees. The House and Senate committees overseeing the Wagner-Rogers bill held joint hearings in the spring of 1939. Joey Brown spoke at the hearings in support of the Wagner-Rogers bill. Here's my favorite part of Joe's words to the U.S. Congressional Committees. Quote, I appear before you strictly as an American and as a father. I have no axe to grind except the fact that I believe this bill is worthy. I believe the bill is a fine thing. 
I believe it's a humanitarian thing. These youngsters are not only children without a home, they're youngsters without a country. And I have a feeling that children should be helped wherever they are, and these children need help. I know youngsters without a country must belong to someone. They have to belong, otherwise they perish. They have no chance at all. I know that to be true. I come to you merely as a hick from a small town, a man who has worked all of his life, and I say to you, gentlemen and ladies, I believe we should do what we can to make those children good Americans. And I think our thanks will come in heaven, if not right here on earth. I've not tried to be eloquent, but I have tried to impress you with my sincerity. And it certainly is that." Unquote. What a guy. The Wagner-Rogers bill did not pass. But it wasn't for lack of trying from Joe, who, despite the unpopularity of his opinion, was brave enough to stand before the U.S. Congress and offer his support for the refugee children of Germany. My last Joey Brown fact? He considered himself lucky and loved life. Despite his impoverished youth, unconventional looks, and decades of struggle before finding success in show business, Joey Brown was convinced that he was the luckiest man on earth. As Joe once shared of this admirable outlook, quote, I found more than my share of happiness in a family, in friends, in work. I've always felt that my work is the grandest business in the world. Unquote. Even during the tough, impoverished days of his youth, Joe lived by one simple motto that underscores his intrinsic positivity and goodness. Quote, I thought then as I think today, that it's great to be alive." Unquote. Whether delivering a comedic line or making one of his classic faces, Joey Brown's positivity, goodness, and love of life shine through. It's why audiences of the day adored Joe on screen and off, and why, even half a century after his last film, we should too. Thanks for listening to my birthday tribute to Joe E. Brown. For delicious recipes and all things classic Hollywood, visit my website, vanguardofhollywood.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from.